Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today we have Aditya Oza who's the co-founder and chief marketing officer at eMotorrad. So hello Aditya, how are we doing today? Hey hi and thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure and I'm doing very well. How is it going for you? It's going very well for me as well. Thank you so much. And yeah, it's it's great to have you as a part of the Shape of Work team. Thank great. you. Great. So yeah, uh, Aditya, before we jump into our conversation, you know, if it it it, it would be great if we could just uh, set up a base for our listeners. So if you just walk us through your career journey, what is it exactly that you do, and uh, you know, just a little bit about yourself. Fantastic. Sure. So, um, uh, to be very honest, I don't have a very um, um, uh, a really different career journey. A lot of people have walked the path that I have. Um, so I think I was. Um, uh, uh, I'll take you through my schooling days. I was in Indore for uh, almost all of my schooling. After that, I moved to Ahmedabad, um, and that's where I had my ba- did my bachelor's from. Um, during this schooling period, I always wanted to go out and work abroad, and that is the dream I was raised with. My sister wanted to do the same, elder sister, and I think I was following the same. Uh, but those five years in Ahmedabad really bought that entrepreneurship ka kida into me, and that that lived with me. Um, then I happened to come to Pune for two years uh, for my masters. And uh, and by that time when I came here, I was in two uh, uh, boats. You know, I actually wanted to go abroad and work, and at the same point do something of my own because of my schooling and bachelor uh, mindset. And um, that's when I met my current CEO, um, Kunal Gupta, who's also my partner in the firm. Um, and we started our own first startup, and it was basically we used to brainstorm on all the ideas possible. Uh, uh, like that Chaika Tapri outside the college was so fascinating because he was making money and we wanted to open another one right next to him. Um, So we we started uh, discussing on n number of ideas and every idea on the book was discussed. Like every night we'd sit and discuss ideas and be like, let's do this, let's do this. But we knew for a fact that we have to solve a problem. And that's the clarity we had. Uh, So one day while we were walking away from college, we realized, you know, there is, uh, um, we both did not have our own bikes. Like somebody borrowed it and took it. And we were like, oh, you know, we never have bikes with ourselves. That's so sad. Like it's our bike. And then we figured that, you know, there's such a need of vehicles among students and not everyone has one. So we started renting out our own vehicles to our fellow students. And then we started renting it out to nearby colleges too. And that's, um, we used to take uh, all the bookings on WhatsApp and WhatsApp was a new thing back then. And we would uh, do all those things. Uh, we scaled it up to uh, 84 vehicles. And uh, uh, of course, they were not yellow license plates and we did not understand. We did not register anything. Everyone was paying us in cash. So uh, not a very legal thing to do. But um, fortunately, vehicles were on our names. We actually uh, uh, got acquired by one of the bigger startups who took up all the vehicles. And, you know, um, fortunately, Kunal joined that startup. I went to Dubai, of course, following my first dream. And I started working there. When I came back and we stayed in touch, we were in commute for a very long time. Um, and it was Kunal who called me next time and he was like, hey, um, do you want to do something again? And I'm like, yeah, but you know, I'm kind of, I just bought a really good place and a really good car and I'm very happy in Dubai. And he's like, hey, if you don't do it today, you'll never have the balls to do it. Like once you get married and have kids and stuff, right. it made sense. And uh, that same day I dropped my resignation. I was like, 
forget it i'm going to go out and do something of course i did a bit of notice period and then i came back and then we started this thing called emotorat now emotorat is a brand based out of india that does e bikes and people might think e bikes are electric scooters we are more into electric bicycles okay. uh, so across the world bicycles is bikes right Yeah. and um, uh, it's basically the most uh, uh, adopted ev product in the world right now uh, in india the adoption rate is kind of slow because of course we are used to activas of the world uh, but if you talk about the numbers 2020 to 2023 there have been 25 millions of lcvs and cars that have been sold versus 134 million units of e bikes so it's a big wo uh, our, our vision is to uh, make a brand out of india make a name out of india and of course go global currently in this two years journey we've had a revenue of 125 crores uh, we've uh, established ourselves in uae nepal japan as a market last month we just opened up five new countries in europe so we'll be doing germany netherlands spain italy and france and india is our base it's our home ground so that that's about us so far that is amazing i think it was very interesting i mean you started saying that i don't have such an interesting journey but yeah i thought uh, personally it was very interesting very kind of <laughs> yeah So, uh, Aditya, uh, I mean, do you believe that the conventional talent acquisition models it needs to change? You know, in in the light of the fact that the organizations are experiencing some disruptions uh, from every angle, from emerging technologies to shifting customer demands. Um, so, I think it's it's very interesting to see most of the biggest companies are yet to be formed, right? right. So, uh, there are different phases. Like when we started, there was hardly any talent who had any experience in EV. Right, and that too for a young startup to get an experienced person out of a new industry is so hard. Like today, if I tell you that we both start a space tech uh, a startup or we both start a uh, you know a really futuristic startup, how can you find experienced talent? Right, things have been changing. Like you have to get the uh, person with um, uh, not the experience but just with raw talent and give them the opportunity to get that experience alongside you. So I think that's a big shift that has already happened. It's just the corporates of the world who wants to still put up a JD with hair, looking for ten years of experience. Of course, you would want somebody to come up who has done similar roles in uh, uh, in uh, complementing backgrounds or in backgrounds that could help them succeed into the role that you're looking for. Um, but let's be honest; like there has never been a perfect person for any role, right? The the role has to transform. The person has to transform, and of course, they need to come out and work together for each other to uh, be a success. So, I think change has already happened. A lot of the companies are not ready to shift, and I think that's why startups are growing at a very fast pace compared to all the corporates. Fair enough. Fair enough. Great. I I totally agree. In fact, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what are some of the pivotal shifts, or uh, you can say fundamental changes in employee preferences that have led to companies refiguring how to attract and hire the right people? or the best candidates for their organization so i think this is this is this is this is such a brilliant question and every time somebody start forming their hiring strategy or forming their um, um, you know start growth strategy this should be at the pivot of it right when people talk about culture when people talk about how um, uh, you know their organization would look years to come this is the question that they should come down to um, let's look at uh, two generation generations back when our grandfathers used to work they were working for survival right they were going to work because they wanted to make sure they have next meal on the table right. then and of course not the uh, the rich kids uh, like most of us uh, had that kind of a journey uh, our parents on the other hand started working for livelihood they they wanted to have a de- uh, decent livelihood where you know they don't have to actually worry about losing a job and not having money to eat um for the next couple of months then um came up phase where you know people started work, work for lifestyle and i think that's the phase that we came in and we said hey you know this is how my lifestyle is i need to make x money i need to be around x people to get x growth or 
uh, things like that. And I think that's the lifestyle phase. What people need to understand is the next generation is going to come in, which we reflect a little bit. And that's the impact phase, right? So you will not work for money. You will not work for uh, livelihood, survival. That's all given. That's taken care of, right? Uh, what What's uh, more bigger is the impact that you will, you're going to make. What change are you going to bring to the world? And I think that's what the generation are going to work for. Now, if your organization is not built for that particular fourth phase journey, you do not expect a lot of great talent from future to join you or remain with you. People in background also change, right? Um, like after a particular age, we start working for lifestyle. Uh, our parents at one age went and, hey, I've done enough. I've had a house XYZ. Now I need to work for my lifestyle. So they shifted into our phase at later part of our journey. We will shift into impact phase at the later part of our career growth. By we, 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 we I mean that in our generation. Right. Fair enough. Right. So, um, Altea, you know, uh, what what are some top strategies that you follow at eMotora to uh, win the battle of top, uh, you know, top talent? Um, so I, I'm not sure how many of uh, uh, the top talent have we got, but we are definitely making a lot of top talent out of this place. Um, uh, so we do very crazy shit. Uh, I mean, you won't believe the kind of uh, uh, things that we do. Uh, <laughs> I think I, uh, the, the, it comes down to the core of how badly do you want best people around you? Right. Right. Uh, in our office, if you'll see the culture is something that we've worked immensely hard on. Um, we have like really different policies. We have no leave policy, right? And that leads us to one of the least number of leaves taken by the employees. And that is for such a surprise. Um, we didn't expect that. That has happened over the last year. This year, we are still expecting it to improve. Um, we have uh, a pool table and a TT table. Like that's the biggest, most used equipment in the office apart from individuals' laptops. Um, you will always find people chilling around, playing around across. Now we thought that, you know, it's going to be a distraction, but you find them coming on a Sunday and playing and then saying, hey, I had this thing to do. I thought I might I might as well come along with XYZ friend and play as well. Yeah. Uh, there have been so many things that you built on the rock. But again, this needs to this reflection will at one point come outside the organization, and that's when the talent will be uh, you know attracted to you. So today, as we sit here, um, uh, we we of course try to speak about our culture. We try to write about things. Every little uh, celebration that we have, every little fall that we have, we like to write about it, share the experiences, and I think those things do come out. Um, uh, again, uh, all the natural things like referral programs for hiring candidates and those things are something that people need to bring into motion. But if you have these things right, people automatically come and refer because they love to brag about their livelihood, right? Then they will come and say, so we have so many people who are recruited just by the teammates and there's no referral program that runs into our company. So they'll be like, hey, my friend came that time and now she works in XYZ. What can we use for? So I think those those have been uh, some of the key wins that we've had. But of course, now we started with um, a lot of uh, uh, headhunting uh, for the key critical roles uh, because, again, uh, the industry is going growing at a very fast, rapid pace. Uh, the skill set that we badly lack are something that we try and fulfill using some headhunting techniques. But majorly, we said if we can build a great place for uh, a great bunch of people to enjoy themselves, other great bunch of people will find their way. So that, that's the idea. I totally agree. In fact, I'm quite intrigued to see since you mentioned that there's no referral program, but still half of the employees are referred. I'm sure you know the culture is great. And anyway, employee satisfaction is like the most important thing today. Right. So, uh, you know, talking about the soft skills and the job flexibilities, these are two of the most important HR trends that, you know, LinkedIn's global talent uh, trend study has identified. So yeah. what are some of the hiring techniques that Emotorat uh, uses to uh, you know spot soft skills 
Okay, you can always call her CM. We know it's a tough name to pronounce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, okay, I, I'll be very honest with you. Um, um, everyone has certain soft skills, right? There is no person in the world who can come and say, "I don't have any soft skills." That doesn't exist. Like you learn through experiences. If you're given a platform where you can come out and express yourself in different manners, because we are all individuals with different talents, so creating that platform is important. We very quickly realized that are if finding the uh, right person with the right set of technical and soft skills and bringing them together and then saying, "Hey, this is a perfect match," never gonna happen. So how can you let somebody? So you have extroverts, you have introverts who have different soft skills, of course, complementing their uh, core nature. Uh, how can you build a place that complements all of them how can you build a place which lets all of them perform to their best potential how can you possibly speak of and let's not look at just the soft skills and it's a very important thing for corporate growth for startup growth too because end of the day kind of relationship or the kind of negotiation the kind of all these things are the things that impact your growth overall right uh, we said let's cut out as many of them possible right so we have no negotiations on salary now imagine that there are there's a teammate uh, who's sitting right next uh, I, i can see her uh, from here she got uh, her bonuses three times we we gave the responsibility of uh, you know uh, increments and bonus uh, bonuses to the manager and we said if ever somebody comes and ask you for a bonus uh, you know it you've done you haven't done your part right so they should get it even before they realize they deserve it right so uh, that let go of the entire negotiation software of soft skill but then certain profiles do need it right if you, if if my uh, b2b sales person cannot negotiate doesn't work so we know what right fit so of course there are a bunch of soft skills that each one of us have how can we utilize them and how can we put them um, uh, into the right roles and let them be make most of whatever soft skills they have instead of finding the soft skills and of course certain role demands it and you figure it out during um the interview process during different processes on how you can get them to mold great great i totally agree so um i mean I'll, i'll just come to my last question so given the growing uh, you know skills gap employer branding appears to be receiving a lot of attention from businesses who are looking to attract skilled employees so what are your take on this um so um, let let's be honest the only reason we went on linkedin day one was ki boss we have to build a brand that you know other people could resonate from and say uh, let's work together or you know let's have a partnership or let's uh, get into a business and those were the whole ideas and one of the biggest part was for people to understand we exist firstly and then uh, know that we exist well for them to step into and uh, there have been endless number of people who come through and say hey we'd like to be a part of this and now it has become a bit of uh, you know we we try and forward as many of them to the right people but then it's a lot of them to, does not get reply from me either so i'm really sorry for that guys i think the job keeps occupied but uh, let us look at it this way imagine you and i tomorrow set out for a job uh, and uh, let's say we are offered uh, twice the money to work at a chai shop then at google what do we choose so it's it's not the money that is motivating us it's the brand that's brand. motivating us yeah. uh and that is applicable throughout right why would anybody choose a more stable high paying job over a startup is very simple he needs uh something beyond what money can offer he needs uh employer branding need not be a bigger branding uh, employer branding could be around different things it could be around how much opportunity is given how much of an impact they can come and build in how much the company needs them as much as they need the company uh how much of a value add they will do by coming in and stepping in 
and those are the important key matrices which you know certain times make the candidate look like wow wow so we we do i think one of the questions you asked we do work a lot on candidate relationship if we figure out that you know he could be a key probable candidate and there have been times when we figured that probably this guy we won't be able to hire for next uh, uh, you know one year we've had that relationship maintained over that one year and when we went and said hey today we can afford you that's when they stepped in so we've had so many of these like certain important announcements we're going to be doing who are like industry level um, uh, people who are coming and joining us and those relationship we knew we we maintained those relationships for years to come and i think that is a part of uh, personal branding uh, responding to each candidate it's something that we are really bad at and i really hate it i hate to say it a lot of the companies are it's actually not possible see let's be honest we have so many people applying for one particular job and at so many different places uh, they'll identify the job at uh, you know nokri.com come and uh, drop your text on linkedin and instagram and then you went at one point you go like you can do it for a certain period of time but after that it becomes so that is something uh, that we we worked really hard on but still there are gaps we we would love to fill up but uh, maintaining a relationship once uh, uh, you know you have the right set of people identified and creating a brand for these people to understand what an amazing job they could come in and do and what kind of freedom opportunity uh, and the platform to create a value they will have i think those are the key metrics of what kind of brand somebody needs to uh, you know uh, showcase there could be different set of brands but those are for corporates those are for bigger companies where i say hey if you work with me today if you work with tesla today and your your profile is going to be xyz or if you work with x company you're going to learn some technology that nobody can probably share so depending upon what your core strengths are you give the other person certain opportunities which he seeks and i think that's what um, you know company and uh, personal branding is all about but uh, any given day instead of just going with the personal branding founder branding is equally important and so- of course a lot of us have joined the right set of people just because we knew they are the right people correct fair enough no i totally get that and in fact uh, as you grow the number of dms will also grow so i understand that gap you're talking about Absolutely. great all right so um aditya unfortunately with this i think we've come to the end of the podcast i really enjoyed our conversation here i think it was very interesting and i'm sure our listeners can also taken a lot of from the conversation that we had a lot of ideas that you have in fact you know talking about the culture that you talk uh, that you just spoke about i think it was great yes so um, if if anybody wants to reach out to you i understand that linkedin would be the correct platform that okay. is of course if you can respond to the <laughs> <laughs> no no of course i i try and respond to every mail it's just that i don't cannot follow up on their uh, uh, you know a recruitment process or where they have reached out um, in terms of their application but i am the kind of person who replies to every comment and every inbox and you know i do it at the middle of the night because that's when i find time for it but i do it for sure fair enough well, linkedin it's aditya oza would love anyone who wants to reach out definitely always available definitely definitely aditya so yeah it was great having you here great having you as a part of the shape of work podcast and uh, yeah i think with this we come to the end of it Thank you so much for having me. Take care and great, great, great discussing the entire thing with you. Uh, lovely experience. Thank you so much. Thank you.